0: You're listening to the Leaders of the Future podcast, where we believe the leaders of the future are the students of today. Welcome to episode 13, where we continue to look at the topic of being an example. And in particular today, we are talking about the topic of bringing back the old school. We hope you get loads out of it and you enjoy. Hello everybody and welcome back to yet another episode of the Leaders of the Future podcast. If we haven't met before, my name is Joel and I'm from a ministry called Lift Leaders and I'm joined by my very wise, very noble, good friend of the northeastern corner of the United Kingdom, well actually, it's actually technically England, Uh, Julian Clark. Hello Julian, are you with us?
1: I am with you, yes, as always, I'm always with you, Joel, ever-present, not omnipresent but just ever-present.
0: Faithful, uh, (laughs) comrade.
1: Yeah, like like uh, like a golden retriever or something like that.
0: (laughs) That suits for me. That I feel like that suits your temperament so well.
1: Faithful and loyal, always there. Uh, Yeah,
0: love the good scratch behind the ears.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're in the middle of what we could call a series or a collection, uh, if you want to use a new term, uh, on. This topic we're talking about being an example, which is a part of a bigger series where we're looking at a an acronym called Leader. But we're diving into the letter E, which stands for example, and we've had some great episodes so far. Uh, Last episode we talked about the worst kept secret uh, of leadership, or the worst kept secret of being an example, and that is that everybody is watching. But now that we know that everybody is watching, uh, what are we to do? And uh, I guess the title of today's podcast is called. Bringing back the old school. And uh, since I'm only just a few years younger than you, Julian, uh, I'd like to consult you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to consult you uh, in asking, what do we mean by bringing back the old school?
1: So your description of me, introduction of me, about of being wise means you basically said I'm old. That's what, is that what you mean?
0: Well, there's two sides to that coin. It means either you're old or I'm immature. Yeah maybe both yeah
1: There's (laughs) probably a bit of truth in both then isn't it um (laughs) bringing back the old well i i love this phrase and it's one of the it's not a phrase i've made up it was the apostle paul and again depending which version of the bible you use probably originally said it in greek but go on yeah so my greek's not very good um but in 1 timothy 3 so he is talking to a young leader he is instructing that young person His kind of mentee, Padawan, whatever you want to call them, you know, apprentice, protege. And um, he is challenging him on how he lives life and challenging him on how he can be the best kind of leader he can be. And in there, in 1 Timothy 3, verse 2, and again, depending on which version of the Bible you use, but in the English standard version, it uses an old-fashioned word, and, and he says this, that uh, an overseer, the leader, the kind of the minister, the bishop, the different words in there,
0: the word the, the word would be episcopé in the original language. Mm, there you go. You're just showing off now. means overseer. Um,
1: must be above reproach. And um, whenever I've done any kind of leadership training, this is a verse that I always go to because it kind of catches people's attention because it's not an everyday word. It's an old-fashioned word. Mm, old um, school. Old school. But it's a very powerful phrase. And actually, w- it should stick in your head it should stick in your mind much easier i think than going i must be blameless blameless doesn't seem to have the same kind of power as saying something like to be above reproach and kind of it has an air of mystery to it like what does that actually
0: mean mm. yeah because blameless <laughs> I, mean, I sometimes when i hear blameless it's like what can i get away with yes what, i can i can move the blame but being above above reproach kind of means yeah like being a being above accusation. so living in a living in a way where you're not doing stupid things or um where people can accuse you of doing things that are um not integrous or
1: yeah let's get technical let's get the dictionary out and let's give a definition i like to i like doing this as well so the definition of reproach is it to be, express one's disapproval or disappointment in their actions. So in other words, to be above reproach means no one can be disappointed or disapproving of your actions.
0: Now, how possible do you think that is in reality, Julian?
1: Well, in reality, that's not possible. None of us are perfect. We're going to make mistakes.
0: So but should then, we try? Should we even try? Oh,
1: abso- absolutely, we should try. We should, um, why would we not want to try? We, last time we talked about, you know, people watching us, that, that would mean like, you know, I just, I don't care. Whatever whatever happens, happens. No, people won't follow you. When we when we are above reproach and when we live like that, we are, we're building our credibility. We're building the trust that people can have in us. We're building us the reliability. All these old, these are even, could be considered old-fashioned words in that sense. They're not pizzazzy. You know, they're just ordinary kind of words to be described that you're someone who's honest, trustworthy, reliable, got credibility, has discretion, you know, treats people well. These are all the things that help us to live above reproach and actually the rewards of that. So absolutely, we should endeavor to, I would say, set the bar as high as we want to set it. Why Mm. why would you not do that? Why would you go for, I want to kind of get away with whatever I can get away with Mm. and go that kind of line of least resistance. That's not what Paul's saying here.
0: No. Uh, And, you know, if we, if we, if we zoom right back at where we started with this whole thing about being an example, we used a scripture from first Timothy chapter four, which says, don't let anyone think less of you because you were young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you Mm -hmm. live. In your love, your faith, and your purity. Now, you can look at the scripture from the angle of don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. But I, it's not just the age that's the issue. Like, why? If the age is the issue, why would then the challenge be? But be an example to all believers in, be an example in all believers in what you do. Um, people can think less of you because you're young, but they will certainly think less of you <laughs> if you if you don't live well, if you don't do the right things. And that's really the the key to living above reproach it is impossible to please everybody and we know that and I would never uh, recommend everybody try for that reason alone the reason why we should try and live above reproach and set the bar high is because of the value that it brings to what we are doing you know we do it because we care enough about the kingdom of God we care enough about the calling and the ministry that we lead not because we care about being perfect
1: Yeah. And it's not because we care just about how we're seen, you know, as long as I'm all right, you know, and and like you say, I can get away with it. It, it, Everything we do represents us. Again, we said this in the previous episode, it represents us and it represents God to other people. And so that would be my challenge to people. Why would you not want to then set the bar as high as you can in regards to those things, you know, that my conduct is of, of its, of the highest standard yet look in reality i'm going to fall short but when i fall short how i respond in that instance then says something about me that is a part of being above reproach how do i deal with my mistakes is i can do that in an above reproach way if if i get caught out on something i get challenged on something i've got two choices i can either respond and go do you know what you're right and I'm going to do better next time. I'm not going to make the same mistake again. Or I can say, eh, "Stuff you, I'm off." You know, you can't you can't tell me to live my life in that particular way. That for me is about being above reproach. And so those areas that cover all of our life in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity be above reproach. Raise the bar higher. Don't lower
0: it. Raise it higher. Mm, totally. And, and with that. <laughs> with running the risk and not wanting to sound like too uh, (laughs) too grumpy old men, I fear sometimes that there has been this tendency to lower the bar, uh, you know, and and, and not raise the bar and actually expect things of people because we're afraid of uh, losing people. You know, if we are too, if we are too strict or if we're, too not demanding because i think demanding probably is when you're stepping over the line to being demanding of people but having having a standard uh there is there is a risk and and there is there's is this voice inside of you as a leader sometimes uh or if you're responsible for raising young leaders ah but if i'm too hard on them i might lose them well yeah that there is that risk for sure but the responsibility on us uh, as leaders who want to live above reproach well, oh, what was that accent? "Live above reproach." Yeah <laughs> for you boy, Denmark. Easy for you to say you um, therefore. So uh, we want to set the culture of people who are coming through the ranks and raising young leaders. Um, we need to instill in them the value of what it is we're doing. Um, it says in Luke chapter 14 about counting the cost. And that's the other thing that you can say about leadership is there is a cost to leadership. And there is also a very real possibility that you could, you could live above reproach your whole life. Uh, you could make a bunch of painful decisions just because you want to be seen to be doing the right thing, You know, you, to be clear in your integrity. And there, you may never, ever be publicly reward, rewarded for this. People may never, ever know. And you, you might not uh, be able to rationalize that uh, as a tangible reward in what you're doing right now, but that doesn't mean it's not worth it.
1: Mm. No, that, that, I
0: totally agree. Because of the, because of the value of um, the work that we're doing, the value of representing God. And God, at the end of the day, he's the one who's responsible for seeing and rewarding us. And whether we get rewarded now, I do, I do believe in rewards. <laughs> yeah uh the ultimate reward (laughs) is getting told hey well done good and faithful servant when we've finished our race and finished the calling that he's he's given us
1: absolutely and i i would say i would add this that most of our lives for jesus will be lived in obscurity yeah you know it will be the stuff that nobody sees that sets us apart um And I think in the book, Spiritual Leadership by J. Oswald Sanders, he said, it's what you do in your spare time, what you do with your spare time that sets you apart to either have a mediocre life or an excellent life. And that's that's possibly why some young leaders go, well, you know, nobody saw it. Nobody knows about it. So what difference does it make? You know, I haven't hurt anybody. That's definitely kind of like a message we get in the world, you know, it hasn't upset anybody but actually that's that doesn't mean that's not living above reproach that's not being blameless that just means you haven't got caught
0: that that's not the same thing mm yeah because even though people might not have seen it someone does yes are we what are we, to, to to bring this into a bit of a conclusion because yeah it's it's well documented now that we we know we could talk about this for a while <laughs> <laughs> um what are we saying here, Julian? Are we saying that we should be overly concerned about our behaviour? Is that is that what we mean by being above reproach? Is that the right way to look at this?
1: Wow, that's a great question, actually, because the answer's probably yes, and then again, the answer's probably no. I think yes, we should be overly concerned with our behaviour. We should be overly concerned with. How we are doing life, and asking ourselves the questions. And it, you know, don't do it because of us, because like you say, we're just two grumpy old men who want to get a bunch of leads in a room and bang their heads together.
0: Why not? Go, grumpy? I'm in a good mood.
1: What are you doing? <laughs> you know, um, use the word of God as your standard and go. You know, yeah, it's about my behavior. Actually, it's about my conduct. It is about the words that I say. It is about my speech. It is about how I come across. It is about, you know, am I living out the faith? in the way that I say that I am you know we can all raise our hands on a sunday and look amazing christians but you know then we're just ugly through the rest of the week mm. um so so it's yes and no because you don't want to become legalistic about it i think that's the danger that's what we're talking about a little bit isn't it you don't want to make it legalistic but at the end of the day i want my life to honor god yeah so why wouldn't i want to live a life as blameless to do the best that i can and not just go well i'm going to mess up so what you know whatever will be will be kind of thing that that is not i just don't think that's acceptable that could just be me you know maybe that's too maybe people go that's too much julian you're putting too much pressure on me i can't attain to that well start somewhere you know if you would i always like to ask this question if you would mark how you would mark yourself out of 10 in regards to living a life above reproach, you know, you sound like you're an eight or a nine out of ten, Julian. You know, you're amazing, you've been a leader for a long time. That's what I tell myself. Um <laughs> people listening so might go, Yeah, you know, others might be listening or going, you know, I'm not you, you know, I'm a two or a three. I'm really not very good at this. Well, that's okay. How can you improve that? How can you raise the bar so that you would be a four or a five? What would that look like living a life above approach and that kind of blameless life?
0: Well, you might be able to help me with this. I don't know if I said it last time or not. And I'm not going to go down this whole path of it's because of my age. It's not, I'm a young, I'm still a young guy. Uh, But J.R.R. Tolkien said, I love this quote. It says that the, well, I hope I'm quoting it right as well, but the only thing that is to do is to decide what to do with the time we're given. And um, I, I think rather than coming at all of this stuff from a behavioral approach, because it does kind of just get shadow, it does get legalistic. But really I personally think that the key to this is to look at your life as an investment rather than living towards a reward. And um, if we see our lives as an investment, you know, the decisions we make, what we do, how we think, the attitudes we carry, all of these things. Um, If we look at an investment, um, then that sets us up to really understand that there is value in the now. There's value in what's going to be there after I go. No,
1: and it's true. And you mentioned it before. It's a risky thing. And I guess young leaders are, can be fearful of that, that if I, set the bar high if I think about my life like that what will others think about me
0: and what about failure
1: (laughs) yeah Um, but you are so you are setting yourself apart from the crowd when you choose to live this way Um, but the rewards like you say we might not get those rewards here and now on earth but the rewards from a heavenly eternal perspective uh, make that journey definitely worth taking
0: we are living for an eternal prize yes it's good. Well, wow, great chat today, Julian. Thanks so much for your time. And, um All good. Love it. There may be yet another episode left to squeeze out of this topic before we're done with example and moving on to the next letter. But hey, if you're listening to this, we hope you're uh, having, a, having a great day and getting plenty out of this. We're looking forward to being with you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Leaders of the Future podcast. We hope that you feel empowered and have been inspired to step into greater things in your leadership journey. If you don't want to miss out on the upcoming episodes, why don't you hit subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast on, and we'd love to stay connected via social media, whether it's Lift Leaders or The 19 Project. And until we get to be together again, God bless.